Welcome to A Shower of Roses. I'm Jenna, your host. On this podcast, we read together the readings for the upcoming Sunday Mass in the Roman Catholic Church, so that when you walk into Mass on Sunday, you feel enlightened and empowered with the knowledge of the Gospel that you need to have a meaningful and personal experience with Christ every week. I'm Catholic, but you certainly don't have to be to listen to this podcast. The Gospel is for anyone, anywhere, at any state of life. We're so glad you're here. Hi, everyone. Just wanted to pop on and say, uh, first of all, uh, happy Pentecost. And because it's Pentecost, uh, that is really the the birthday of this podcast, because the first podcast I did last year was for Pentecost Sunday. So just wanted to say thanks so much for listening, uh, whether you've been listening for the whole year or you've just kind of got tuned into uh, a shower of roses. I so appreciate it. Um, you know, I don't do this for uh, for any other reason than to than to help people understand, you know, the Bible and the Word of God and the Sunday Mass reading. So, if that's been helpful to you, then that's all that matters to me. Um, so, just wanted to say thank you. And uh, if it's been a blessing to you, um, I just ask that you consider maybe sharing it with a friend or on your social media. Um, and leaving the show a rating on re- and review on iTunes really does help. I know it's super annoying to hear that on every podcast you listen to, um, but it really does help it show up in the suggested listens that people um, can see at the bottom of their iTunes page. And again, I don't really care about that for my own sake, but just so that the word of God can be, you know, opened up to more and more people. Um, you know, that's my hope. So the the episode that you're going to hear today is actually the exact same episode as um, last year for Pentecost. I'm going to re-upload that original recording because the readings are the same. Um, And so I just figured, you know, my commentary would be the same (laughs) since the readings are the same. So I'm just going to re-upload that audio file. So enjoy this week's episode and uh, yeah, happy Pentecost. Welcome everyone to A Shower of Roses, a podcast where we are going to read together the readings for the Mass every Sunday. So this Sunday is June 9th, 2019. It is year C in the Roman Catholic Missal. And uh, this is an important day in the Catholic Church because it is Pentecost Sunday. So what we're going to do is we're going to read the first, second reading and then the Gospel together kind of talk about them and see what's going on as far as the context and, you know, what these words actually mean. So the first reading for Pentecost Sunday, June 9th, 2019, comes from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 11. When the time for Pentecost was fulfilled, they were all in one place together. And suddenly there came from the sky a noise like a strong driving wind, and it filled the entire house in which they were. Then there appeared to them tongues as of fire, which parted and came to rest on each one of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues, as the Spirit enabled them to proclaim. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven staying in Jerusalem. At this sound they gathered in a large crowd, but they were confused because each one heard them speaking in his own language. They were astounded, and in amazement they asked, Are not all these people who are speaking Galileans? Then how does each of us hear them in his native language? 
We are Parthians, Medes, Elamites, inhabitants of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the districts of Libya near Cyrene, as well as travelers from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, yet we hear them speaking in our own tongues of the mighty acts of God. So this is the the passage we have in the Bible about Pentecost, this, this feast day that we've all heard about before, 50 days after Easter. And the cool thing about Pentecost is, uh, in this reading, it says when the time for Pentecost was fulfilled. A lot of people think that this is a Christian feast day, and this is like the first celebration of Pentecost that we read about. It's actually not. Pentecost was um, a high holy day in the Jewish faith. It was one of the the mandatory uh, feasts that you would go to Jerusalem to make your pilgrimage to the temple. Pentecost was one of those days, so it's, it was a big deal in the Jewish faith. Um, it was a spring harvest uh, festival, and so that's why uh, there's Jews from every nation. It says every nation under heaven staying in Jerusalem. It's not just a coincidence that this happens on this day. You know, this is God, the Holy Spirit, working on very much on purpose because uh, there are Jews from every nation, like it says, making pilgrimage to the temple as they would for any major Jewish feast day, such as this established feast of Pentecost. So that's what makes it extra cool that the Holy Spirit comes on this day because of what he does. He allows the apostles to speak in tongues, which means... Um, you know, if I were speaking in tongues and I walked into a room where one person spoke Italian and one person spoke Spanish and one person spoke English and one person spoke Japanese and I were speaking in tongues, all four of those people would hear what I was saying in their own native language. So that's what makes this so astonishing is that there are people gathered from all over the earth in Jerusalem and when the apostles go out, they can all understand in their own native language and they know what's going on because they look at each other and they're like okay we're all from different places and yet we can understand this what's going on and the holy spirit comes to them in tongues of fire We've, we we know that symbol that's that's a symbol often used especially like at confirmation um that's a symbol of the holy spirit it recalls the holy spirit at work um when god appears to moses in the burning bush right uh, he's, he appears as, as a flame, and the bush does not burn. So it's a kind of a callback to that image of the Holy Spirit. Um, and, he, you know, the Spirit appears as in tongues of fire, and then the apostles are given that gift to speak in tongues. So that's the account from Acts of that the occasion of Pentecost. Now we're going to go to the second reading which is from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 12, verses 3b to 7, and then verses 12 to 13. Brothers and sisters, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different forms of service, but the same Lord. There are different workings, but the same God, who produces all of them in everyone. To each individual, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for some benefit. As a body is one, though it has many parts, and all the parts of the body, though many, are one body, so also Christ. 
For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free persons, and we were all given to drink of one spirit. So obviously this this is a total relation to the first the first reading, right? Uh, we're talking about the Holy Spirit and the gifts that the Holy Spirit bestows upon us, right? That he bestowed upon the apostles and then to us still today. Um, and Paul kind of beautifully describes here uh, how the Holy Spirit uh, works according to our unique gifts and talents, right? He gives us those unique gifts and talents, and that's something to be celebrated. And he gives us this really famous image of uh, the Christ as the head of the body, right? And the church, the church is his body still on earth. And though he's the head, you know, a head can't walk on its own. We have to be now the feet and the hands of Christ. Um, and so sometimes it might feel like, you know, as I'm, I'm a Christian, I'm a Catholic, and I feel like I'm not doing enough. I feel like I'm not a big enough part of, of what's going on in the church. And I feel like I need to be more active. Yeah, that might be true, but also, uh, don't compare yourself to other people because we all have our unique gifts, right? We're all different parts of the body. A body can't function properly unless every single one of its parts are, are doing their job. And so there might be some parts of our body that are invisible uh, or are not visible to the naked eye. You know, when I look at my body from the outside, I'm not seeing all the veins. I'm not seeing all the blood and my arteries and my lungs, I don't see any of that, but they're still very, very much at work. And if one of those were to fail, my, my body would fail, right? I would die. Um, and so the church, the church would not be the fully functioning church without you and without your unique role. And that's given to you by the Holy Spirit. It's not just, not just a mistake. And so now we're going to go to the gospel reading for this week, Pentecost Sunday. Year C, which is John chapter 20, verses 19 to 23. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst, and he said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. So this is John's kind of account of this this, this event of, of uh, the Holy Spirit coming upon the apostles. Uh, and, and it's so interesting because it starts with fear, right? The apostles are locked in a room because they are scared of, of being without Jesus, are scared of the same thing happening to them, uh, and are just kind of feeling lost, right? Because Jesus has, has died, he's appeared to them before, but it's kind of been sporadic and they don't know what's going on. So the first thing that Jesus says is, peace be with you. And the he that Hebrew word is not just peace be with you, like we say it in church, like, oh, peace be with you. That's your opportunity to, like, hug your family. And and uh, we say it kind of nonchalantly in mass, but that word shalom uh, is, has a lot, so much of a deeper meaning. It really means, like, I wish total peace and happiness on tranquility 
on your life, on your future, on your family. It's like a total blessing. So we shouldn't really take that lightly when we say peace be with you in mass. That true meaning, shalom, is a very, very deep and a very, very profound, special blessing. Uh, and he shows the apostles his hand and his side, uh, proving to them that he's not just a ghost, that he still has his very very much his real physical body, the same body that he was crucified and died in. He has not gotten a new body. It's not like his soul has transported into another body or that he's a, a vision, right? This is his real, Jesus's real body and soul together. And that's, that's proof enough for them, right? The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. And he again says, Shalom. And now he gives them uh, the Great Commission, right? This duty. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. So Jesus has spent his whole ministry preparing them for what's about to happen. When he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. So that breath, that breath of life, right? The same breath that God breathed into Adam. The same breath, the same spirit that blew over the waters at the beginning of time in creation, that ruah. That's what's happening here. Receive the Holy Spirit. This is really important. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Jesus right here is establishing the sacrament of reconciliation. He's giving the apostles the authority for, to forgive sins, but only because of the Holy Spirit, right? Only in the name of God. Because they've received the Holy Spirit, now they can forgive sins in God's name. So whose sins you forgive are forgiven them. If you say someone's sins are forgiven, they are forgiven. And whose sins you retain are retained. Now when I did this reading with one of my students, uh, we talked about how this is, this is Jesus establishing the sacrament of reconciliation. She raised her hand and she said, uh, can a priest really retain someone's sins? Can the priest not forgive someone's sins? And I said, that's such a good question. Let me give you an example um, and I, I always go to this example of Padre Pio. Padre Pio could, uh, he's a saint, a famous saint, and he was super mystical and amazing. And he had this ability to read souls, which meant that when you went into confession with him, he already knew what you were going to say before you even confess it. How crazy is that? He could read souls. So, one time, this uh, this woman walked in to confession with him, and she said, you know, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been such and such amount of time since my last confession. I, um, I've i committed adultery. I'm ha- I, I was having an affair uh, for these and all my sins. I'm truly sorry. And he said, you're not sorry. He's reading your soul. He said, you're not sorry. You're about to go see him right after this, aren't you? And she said, how did you know that? And he said, you're not forgiven. Come back when you're actually sorry. And you guys, that woman had to come back like multiple times because she was never actually sorry. She was never actually planning on changing her ways. And then finally she came back and Padre Pio knew that she was actually sorry. And then he was able to forgive her of her sins. So that would be a really rare example of uh, a priest being allowed to, to retain someone's sins. Um, you know, but and, and, and no one has to be worried about that happening when they go into the confessional. If you're truly sorry for your sins, and uh, you know, you when you say your act of contrition, uh, I'm, I want to not sin anymore, right? Um, 
firmly intend with your help to do penance to sin no more, right? You have to say that you're really going to intend to change your ways. And so if you indicate in some way that you are not intending to change, you know, your ways, uh, then the priest does have that ability to retain your sins, not because they're trying to hurt you, but uh, you can't fool God. You can't lie to God, right? He's just being a vessel of God in that moment. So on this Pentecost Sunday, I wish you happiness. I wish you joy. Spend this this time before Mass um, asking the Holy Spirit, what is that gift that he's given you, right? Go back to that that second reading. There's different kinds of spiritual gifts. Ask, ask the Holy Spirit, what is that spiritual gift you've given me? What are the gifts you've given me, and how can I use them to better serve your church today? Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And it would be awesome if you could give us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. Those ratings help us get this message of the gospel out to as many people as possible. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at A Shower of Roses and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash A Shower of Roses podcast. You can also check out ashowerofrosespodcast.com for more information about the show or to send us an email or feedback. We'll see you back here next Wednesday. God bless you and have a great week. Carry your word as you can.